You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio with certified health consultant and former obese child, A. Gregory Luna, where you get the latest on clean living, natural remedies, effective weight loss tips, and sound naturopathic principles from experts and biohackers from around the world and Gregory himself. Don't be a slave to big pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now to a long, vibrant, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Hey everybody, this is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Naturopathic Earth Radio. I hope you're doing well on this holiday weekend. Tea giving 2017, right? We got Xmas because we're lazy. We want to take Jesus out of Christmas. We go Xmas. So why not we go tea giving? So I'm sure many of you are very happy that most of you have an extended weekend and hopefully you're going to enjoy it with your family slash friends and maybe you'll watch some football and of course do the greatest of all Thanksgiving traditions, shopping, right? But before you do all that, I thought it'd be smart to give you some biohacking hints about how to approach not just Thanksgiving, but also Christmas and the Super Bowl and all the other days that we are essentially allowed to binge eat without any shame. So before we begin talking about the 15 ways you can biohack the shenizzle out of the holidays, as a reminder... The website's naturopathicearth.com. Go check out the articles there, the reviews of dark chocolate and non-dairy milk and all the other articles there, Confessions of an Obese Child blog is there. So go check that out. Also, of course, I am a certified health coach. I've kept 100 pounds off for over 25 years. If you want to hire me to help you optimize your health, by all means, do that. So let's start. What are some things that we can do to biohack the day not just so we can rev up the metabolism, but also not have so many lingering effects that many people have on the holiday season. So let's get to it. All right, the first one, and I'm going to try to put these in order from sun up to sundown. The first one is sleep well the night before. Now, we know the importance of sleeping well, and we're not really going to exhaust all those reasons today because I want to kind of try to keep this episode pretty quick and short, but we know that lack of sleep affects your ghrelin hormone. Ghrelin is the appetite hormone, essentially. So if you don't sleep well the night before, you're going to feel hungrier than you really are because ghrelin is going to be stimulated. And so your hunger hormone shooting you messages that you are hungrier than you really are. So sleeping is important. We know it's connected to an early death and a higher rate of infections and a higher rate of cancer and diabetes and all these other problems. But for Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's important. Sleep well. So ghrelin is calibrated really, really well. So you don't feel like you're hungrier than you are. Number two, fast. Fast the day. We've talked about ad nauseum, the effects, the healthy effects of fasting. So I would definitely recommend doing a daily fast on Thanksgiving. Nobody is having Thanksgiving dinner at 8 a.m. Now you might have a holiday tradition of having breakfast tacos or something like that. And I understand that. And you could definitely adjust it accordingly, maybe not fast, but ideally do a, a, an 18-6 fast where you eat from whenever the, the main meal is to you know 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. 
the effects of fasting, it speeds up your metabolism, it releases growth hormones, it's going to tap into your fat reserves, all the things that we've talked about. But definitely, you know, in, in the other way, it kind of cheats is that in that if you're not eating breakfast, those are calories that you already know you're going to overindulge in later in the day. So why eat breakfast? We know it doesn't slow down your metabolism when you skip a meal on a given day. You know, that fallacy has been thrown out the window. So if you know, well, I'm probably going to be eating a lot of pie and a lot of stuff later on, why are you going to waste that 700 to 1,000 calories in the, in the morning when you know you really want to be eating the Thanksgiving food later on? So skip the cereal, skip the egg and breakfast, at least for a day. I do recommend daily fasting, of course, but go, go back to that past episode if you like. But just for Thanksgiving and Christmas, fast. Don't eat anything. And even though you're not fasted adapted, you should be able to get through the morning with some of these other biohacks without having the, the, the crash or any of the cognitive problems. All right. Now that we got the morning all established, let's do some little morning biohacks. Number three, go for a short walk right when you wake up. We've talked about how walking Pretty much any time throughout the day is very good for you. So right when you wake up, the sun's coming up. Right now, the sun's coming up like at 6.30 down here in Texas. Go for a little 15-minute walk. Just get the metabolism going. Get some fresh air. It's a nice little biohack. Biohack number four is going to be drink a lot of green tea and black coffee, especially in the morning, but throughout the day. Now, there's tons of studies showing how we, we know that caffeine in itself is a appetite suppressant. What some of you might not know is that there, the ECGC and the catechins that are both found in the Arabica bean and in the Camellia sinensis plant, the, the, the tea plant, also have the ability to increase your metabolism. And there's some studies showing that you can just burn an, an extra 100 calories on a given day just by drinking three cups of green tea. So drink a lot of black tea. If you're going to sweeten it, you know, I, I suppose you can use stevia. I'm not a big fan of stevia. If you go back to that sugar, that sweetener review episode, stevia has a lot of toxicants when it's refined and nobody's eating raw stevia. So I kind of stay away from stevia, but I guess for all intents and purposes, you can have stevia if you need something sweet, but ideally drink your coffee black, drink at least four cups on, on this day, and drink a bunch of green or white or black tea. Just get that metabolism going. And it gives you great mental clarity because Lord knows you're going to need it when some relatives brings up politics or religion, talks about Trump, talks about all these other things. You need a lot of mental clarity to get through those conversations, those awkward conversations with your drunk uncle. Let's switch up the interlude music to something a little more, uh, little more African there. All right, so number five is take a long run throughout the day. Now, I know some of you might be preparing the actual food, but if you can, even if it's really early, once the turkey's defrosting around 8, 9 a.m., after you've drank some tea or drank some coffee, and this can be in addition to the little 15-minute walk because the 15-minute walk in the morning is restorative, it calibrates your hormones, and just feels good. Go for a long run. If you are in shape to go for a run, if you're not, do some sprinting, you know, your, your 15 second sprint seven times, because all of us are in a, in, a, in a shape to do a sprint. It just might not be as fast as maybe, you know, Usain Bolt. But if you don't want to go for like a, a run, then do a little sprint. The point is get those, those adaptive cascading hormones out by running, get the endorphins out. Also, of course, it speeds up your metabolism. So you want to go into your main meal already 
with your metabolism sped up. So go for a three-mile run, go for a two-mile run, go for whatever run. I mean, I wouldn't probably do more than five miles on a given day, depending on how fit you are. But you don't, there's no reason to go run a half marathon in the morning. Now, there are people, of course, and there, there are like turkey trot half uh, marathons or like maybe 10Ks on Thanksgiving morning, which is, you know, they, they schedule that as a kind of a biohack as well. But just go for a nice little run to get the metabolism going. All right, the sixth biohack is going to be lift something heavy. Lift something heavy. Now, the chances are that your gym is going to be closed Thanksgiving. Now, some of you have some weights in your garage that you can do. But if none of you have weights or if you don't have weights, then go do push-ups throughout the day. I talked about probably back in episode 12, the 10 non-exercise biohacks you can do to speed up your metabolism. Just by falling to the ground and just doing a set of push-ups. Now, it doesn't have to be a lot. Some of you might not be able to do a lot, but if you can roll off 30 or 40 on one set, that's great. Just jump down, do some planks, do some jumping jacks throughout the day. Again, it's like these little mini metabolism revers that burn calories uh, throughout the day and gives you a nice little burn because I think most of you guys know that that the cardio is going to rev up your metabolism for a little while, but po- an hour post the exercise, it's going to, your metabolism will go back to normal. So you need to like keep jump starting it like a firecracker. And so if you're rolling down, doing 50 pushups, 30 pushups every hour, then you can get that. I've mentioned that in the past. I used to do that. I used to do 500 pushups a day. And that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. If you do a 35 pushup set every hour that you're awake, you'll get to 500. So either lift really hard if you can, if you have the weights, max out, uh, you know, right before you eat sometime in the morning, or if not, just be just doing pushups, do planks, do jumping jacks, do whatever you can throughout the day, little mini biohacks to keep your metabolism going. I know it sounds weird, but guys, it works. All right, number seven. This is going to be drink water. Drinking water. Now, that you can take this either way. There's two ways you can take it. You can drink a good glass or two right before the meal because lots of times thirst masquerades as hunger. And so you think you're hungry, but really you're just thirsty. But drink a good glass of, of water right before the meal because there's a lot of studies showing that you're less likely to overeat if you do so. But what I would recommend is just drink a lot of fluids throughout the morning when you're fasting, if you can fast. Drink your tea, drink your coffee, because you're getting water, of course, through there. But if you're not doing either of those things, then just drink a lot of water. There's studies showing that drinking large amount, not copious or enough to kill you amount of water, but, you know, drink a good amount of water throughout the morning. Show A lot of studies show that that actually speeds up your metabolism as well. So what better day to do that than Christmas and Thanksgiving? So push the fluids in the morning. All right, number eight. Now we're at the actual meal. So you've slept well, you've been fasting, you did a morning walk, you've been drinking your green tea and your coffee, maybe you went for a run, maybe you lifted something or you're just doing push-ups throughout the day, you drank your water. So now we're at the actual meal. Some of these are just commonsensical, but number eight, load up on a lot of the meat and the veggies. The meat, of course, is going to fill you up so you're less likely to overindulge. And of course, the veggies have a lot of fiber and that'll load you up as well. So you want to kind of like a paleo-esque Thanksgiving or Christmas meal. I'm not saying, of course, you can eat the stuffing and you can eat uh, the mashed potatoes or the, the cranberry sauce that comes out of the can. You got to shake it and it falls onto the 
onto the plate all mushed up. Now, I know some of you, of course, maybe make all this homemade, but, you know, I'm just using stereotypes here. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but load up, of course, on the meat and the veggies because they will fill you up quicker. All right, number nine is going to be limit your alcohol. Now, I know some of you use Thanksgiving and Christmas as an excuse to get drunk, either because you can't handle your relatives or your friends, or it's just like it's time to drink it up. But, I mean, to be short, we know. Alcohol, even in the form of the divine wine, it's just empty calories. And if you're drinking throughout the day, you're adding seven, 800, 1,000 calories, depending on how many drinks that you're having throughout the day. I'm not saying you shouldn't be drinking any, but just limit it. Really, a, a couple of glasses is all you need. And for all the, oh, I need my resveratrol because it's good for my heart, A, the, the damage that ethanol does to our body far outweighs the benefits of resveratrol on your heart. And second, you can get resveratrol from grapes, from berries, from chocolate, and a bunch of other things. So let's not use the, oh, the resveratrol, that's why I'm drinking wine. So limit it. All right, number 10 on how you can biohack these holidays. When you get to dessert, let's choose the fibery dessert over the less fibery desserts. So, of course, I'm not saying that you shouldn't eat desserts. It's one of these great days where people make homemade pies and cakes, and you should definitely indulge in those things. But let's look at probably the gold winner of desserts for Thanksgiving and Christmas. This is going to be the pumpkin pies and the sweet potato pies. Why? Because pumpkin has a lot of fiber. Pumpkin is very nutrient-dense. Same for yams. Same for sweet potatoes. So you're going to get a lot of phytonutrients, but you're also getting a lot of fiber. And again, it's going to fill you up. It's going to help with your blood sugar not spiking as quickly because we know that's that's one of the great things of, of roughage, of fiber, where if you're not eating a high-fiber diet, you drink your, your soda or you eat your bread and boom, your blood sugar is going to skyrocket up and then the insulin, you're going to crash and then all the inflammatory effects of that. So what I'm telling you is ideally gravitate more toward the pumpkin and the sweet potato than, than the pecan, which is mostly just sugar filling with some nuts on top of it or the ice cream, or the cream pies, or whatever else you know, you're know you going to have on the table. If you can, choose the more fibery ones. That's the best road to go. All right, number 11 on the biohack here. This is extremely important. This is probably the most important out of these 15. Go for a walk right after you eat the main meal. Wait for it. Okay, so this is extremely important because there's numerous studies showing a postprandial or post-meal walk helps not just with metabolism, but it's going to help with that rise in blood sugar. We know as soon as you've eaten, no matter what you've eaten, unless you've had like a paleo, completely paleo meal at Thanksgiving, our blood sugar's through the roof with the combination of the biscuits and the bread and all the other gravies and everything. So by walking, even though you've done your morning walk and you've done your exercise, your run for the day, your lifting, and the lifting course is going to burn your metabolism slowly throughout the day. That's the benefit of lifting on, on Thanksgiving or Christmas over doing cardio, is that by walking right after the meal, a lot of that excess glucose, assuming you don't have insulin problems, is going to be shunted into the organs and shunted into your muscles by walking immediately after 
the meal. Now, a lot of you, of course, because the tryptophan kicking in are going to want to take a nap or watch some football. By all means, do that, but take the walk first. It is very important, guys. This is the biggest biohack is if you're eating at 1 or 2 p.m., take that 2 o'clock walk. Listen to uh, the football games on the radio or whatever. Listen to a podcast. Do, Do whatever, but take that walk first before you go back and veg out. Trust me, this is very important, guys. All right, number 12. Let's get back to eating because this is what we do on Thanksgiving and Christmas. It is better to space out your meals than to have like one gigantic, humongous meal and then maybe eat later in the day. So what I would recommend is if you're going to have your meal like at one or two, okay, don't overindulge it because you can just eat two hours later and then eat six hours later. Space out the meals. It's just like fasting when you're eating your eating window. A lot of people feel that they have to just like binge eat the first meal at one and then eat at eight and just have two meals. That's not good for your digestive system. Your digestive system and all the hormones that are, that are coming out of the digestive system are like, whoa, we can't handle this. Just to space it out. You, th- that food it ain't going anywhere. You know, like I tell my kids, where's the fire when they're eating so fast? Where's the fire? You don't have to eat so fast. So just eat a nice meal like at one and get it, you know, graze a little, go for your walk, come back, eat at four. It's smaller meals. It's just easier for your body just to handle those smaller meals throughout the day instead of two gigantic ones or one really gigantic one. All right, number 13. Try to eat your final meal before eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Now, there's there, there's conflicting studies about if what the, the the latest time of your meal really affects um, whether or not you're going to gain weight or lose weight. I mean, of course, a lot of that's based on on the nutrition, what you're eating, what time you started eating. A lot of people, a lot of studies and experts will say you should not have a very carb heavy dinner, that your most carb heavy meal should be at lunch. And then you have a more fat protein ish dinner. There's different studies, but the general rule of thumb is you won't sleep as well and you won't break down your food as well if you're eating really late right before you go to sleep. So try to eat your last meal at eight o'clock for the day. That gives your body time to break down that third little mini meal if you're going to do it that way and set you up for a nice sleep if you are going to sleep. Because we know a lot of you are going to start shopping. All right, number 14, and this goes back to number one, sleep well. Sleep well. Guys, I know you're tempted because big advertising is telling you that we got to pull this all-nighter shopping binge because it's Black Friday. You know, like, what do we do without big advertising tell us what to do? You don't need to stay up all night to shop. I mean, come on, guys. It's like, unlearn what we've learned. I hate using that Yoda quote all the time. But just because the, 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 the commercials are telling you to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Remember when Thanksgiving, and, and I'll be honest, I think Thanksgiving is a way overrated holiday between Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, ever since I was a kid, because really, I mean, Christmas has the whole accoutrement with the music and the traditions, and you get to play with your toys or whatever gift you got. Halloween has all the accoutrement, you go trick-or-treating, and it has all the music and and just the traditions. But Thanksgiving, what is really Thanksgiving? We thank God for food, and then we eat, and then we're bored. So what do we do? We watch football. I mean, that, it's just a strange tradition. You could see why immigrants think this is a weird holiday. 
Why do we have to give thanks on, on, on Thanksgiving? I give thanks to my God every day, you know? So now, now, well, when I was younger, they didn't, they didn't open even at midnight, but of course the last, you know, 20 years they open at midnight and now we're opening on Thanksgiving day. And I, it just drives me crazy how commerce has done this. There's people who have to work now on Thanksgiving. We never think about that when we should line up at Target at 6 PM on Thanksgiving about how Target is affecting their workers who might not even be able to celebrate Thanksgiving. He's like, they got to be there at 6 and then pull a 12-hour shift until 6 a.m. So look, I'm not saying you shouldn't go Black Friday shopping. If you want to do the 6 p.m. shop and then shop till 10, that's fine. But the point is go to sleep. Okay, sleep is king. Sleep is king. Your family isn't going anywhere. You can talk to them the next morning. The, the, the crap from China that we're all going to buy isn't going anywhere. You can go Black Friday morning and do it. So let's not overstress and overtax our body by staying up till 4 a.m. to shop for crap that we probably don't need, to be honest with. And the sales are going to be there the next day, guys. Don't buy into the hype. And certainly don't be that victim. <laughs> you see it every year. It's not even funny. But people who die, people who get like trampled over because, you know, Kmart's about to open and the people can't, they can't handle, they can't handle, and they open and they just run out and they like run over people or there's people who get in fights because they want to get the last Cabbage Patch doll or whatever they're getting. I mean, this is drama that we don't know. We don't really need. And you think about like the stress, you know, this should be number 16 is keep your stress down for Thanksgiving because when we're stressed, the cortisol shoots up and that's not good for our body. And of course, if we're stressed, we're likely to overeat as well. So just put everything in perspective about the Black Friday shopping and just everything in moderation, everything in sensibility. All right, the last one, and this is actually for the next morning, number 15, sweat it out. I always like using the Amityville horror quote, get out. You know, when they're at the very end of the original one where the house says that and they're all trying to run out, all the doors and windows are flapping open and they're freaked out. We're going to eat a lot of food, right? And so, and a lot of those are unfortunately going to have a lot of toxic additives. So by the next morning, if you don't have a gym that has a steam room, then go run it out. Do some cardio, sleep well. If you did stay up late, try to get your seven to nine hours. And then the next morning, don't eat breakfast if you can help it. And then go, go for a run or sweat it out. Get those toxicants out that we've accumulated and give our body some rest. Give our body some rest that next morning, fast the next morning up until noon, and then start eating your 50 days worth of turkey sandwiches you're going to make. And it's, a, it's just another, I don't want to be an iconoclast here, but I think Thanksgiving is an overrated holiday. And I think turkey meat is way overrated. Turkey is dry. And I know people will say, well, Gregory, you're not making it right. Okay. Maybe I'm not. But in general, I don't think turkey is that tasty of a meat. And I can understand why people eat tamales or they eat some other traditional food for, for Thanksgiving or even for Christmas. If you want to do ham, I get ham. But no, I just turkey, really? I just, I just don't get into turkey. Sorry, it's really dry. But my overall point is the next morning, sweat out the toxicants. All right, we are done with the 15. So let's review. Sleep well the morning before. Fast until the main meal. Take a morning walk. Drink a lot of green tea and coffee, unflavored and black. 
take a long run in the morning, lift some weights or do some push-ups throughout the day, drink a lot of water, load up on a lot of meat and veggies on the main meal, limit your alcohol, choose fiber-based desserts, take a postprandial walk, space out your meals, don't eat your final meal until, or eat your final meal no later than eight o'clock, ideally seven, sleep well, sweat it out the following morning, and keep your stress down. That's bonus 16, like Dr. Dre's The Chronic had that bonus track that wasn't on the on the back. That's that's a very catchy but, but very uh, profane song. If any of you know Dr. Dre's The Chronic and typical, I do not listen to rap, okay, but uh, you know, there's a lot of CDs that have that hidden track. So, The takeaway here, guys, is I'm not saying deprive yourself on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Definitely, it's one of those once-a-year days. Enjoy your family. If you like being around your family, because not everybody does, enjoy your time. Enjoy the meals. Enjoy the homemade recipes. Enjoy playing with the kids or talking to your family about politics. If you do like getting it all riled up in politic talking with your family, and Lord knows there's a lot of politics that we can get riled up with right now with with Trump as president. So that's very polarizing in either way. Watch your football. Go play uh, Go play football. Go play touch football like they did in Friends, that classic Friends episode on Thanksgiving. Go go take a group walk. You know, just just enjoy the day. These biohacks are just here to help you maybe maximize uh, the wellness that can come out of this day when it's a typically a day that uh, perhaps in terms of our health is not the best day for our health. So these are just things that you can do to uh, help out your body on a day that it needs some help in. As always, guys, please post a review at MPE Radio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this, and also post a review for Confessions of an Obese Child and Kate's Apothecary. Enjoy Thanksgiving, and of course, if you're listening to this for Christmas, happy Christmas. Let's not take Jesus out of the holidays. No offense, you atheists. And just God bless. Bye-bye. Earth Radio. Visit us at www.naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Twitter at Naturopath Earth. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Don't forget to leave a review. And remember our core belief at naturopathicearth.com. Let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer. See you next time. Music courtesy of Art of Escapism.